0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with A Word in Edgewise. Today is the 24th of April, the 114th day of 2023, giving us 251 days to fortify ourselves before taking on 2024. In this final week of April, the last of Poetry Month for 2023, we have a few lines from Rowan Tree by Rowan Ricardo Phillips. This time I got everything wrong again. The tree, it was red, and the sky was gray. Tomorrow ran off with today, today. The final week of April also makes for the final week of spring classes this year at the University of Maine here in Orono, where lots of students are wondering about next week's final exams and the spectrum that ranges from getting everything wrong to getting everything right. Heavenward, tonight in the western sky, our waxing crescent moon has lots of company with the two bright red stars Betelgeuse and Aldebaran, the planet Venus, and the star cluster Pleiades. Also tonight, watch for the last of this year's Lyrid Meteor Shower. Today in 1184 BC, the Greeks entered Troy via the infamous Trojan Horse. Today, in 1503 A.D., Michelangelo was commissioned to sculpt 12 apostles for the cathedral in Florence, though by 1505 he had mostly completed only one, St. Matthew, before he terminated the contract and left for Rome. Today, in 1800, the United States Library of Congress was established with a $5,000 allocation. Today, in 1888, George Eastman founded Eastman Kodak. Today in 1898, rejecting the U.S. ultimatum to withdraw from Cuba, Spain instead delivered the declaration that began the Spanish-American War. Today in 1969, Paul McCartney denied any truth to the rumors that he was dead. Meanwhile, Maine's whitewater racing season continues with the 49th annual Kiwanis-Piscataquis River Race from Guilford to Dover-Foxcroft having been run this past weekend and the Beduxta keg happening this coming Saturday up in Holton. Week before last, President Joe Biden officially ended the national emergency set in place three years ago to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. Johns Hopkins University of Medicine Coronavirus Resource Center has stopped collecting data, primarily due to the declining availability of data from state and local health officials. A difficulty also expressed last month by the New York Times, which has since reduced the frequency of their reports from daily to weekly, the rate at which the CDC currently provides stats about covid In its new weekly report this past Friday, the Times reported that the U.S. had 101,145 confirmed cases of COVID this past week, with 1,327 deaths, or approximately one death every seven and a half minutes. Certainly still an emergency for some of our fellow citizens. Total COVID deaths since 2020 are at 1.2 million. The FAA continues to report that every wastewater sample taken from every commercial airline flight in the U.S. has indicated the presence of COVID. This week, we also have an interesting bicoastal contrast in our COVID report from two different newspapers, the Bangor Daily News and the San Francisco Chronicle. For example, while the Bangor Daily tells us that Northern Light has dropped its mask mandate at most facilities, the San Francisco Chronicle tells us that a new COVID outbreak has hit Kaiser Permanente Santa Rosa Medical Center, and the physicians and staff at this Bay Area hospital, one of the region's largest, are required to mask up again. California in general is averaging 1,330 newly confirmed cases daily, with 10 people dying per day. Also new this past week is the FDA authorizing a new second bivalent booster vaccination for persons 65 years and older who have received their first booster at least four months ago. First-round booster rates vary by age group, with the highest rate being 42% among citizens 65 years and older. Today, in 1934, in Richmond, Virginia, Kathleen McLean Beatty and her psychology professor husband, Ira Owens Beatty, welcomed their new daughter, Shirley, into the world, soon to be followed by her little brother, Warren Beatty. Shirley started in show business when her parents sent her to a dance instructor, hoping to improve the duck-like waddles she had as a child. Shirley liked dance so much that after high school she became a professional dancer on Broadway as a chorus girl in the long-running hit Pajama Game, where, in 1954, when the star injured her ankle... Shirley became the stand-in, mightily impressing a producer in the audience and winning a contract, which included her subsequent appearances in The Apartment, Irma La Douce*, Sweet Charity, and Terms of Endearment, the latter winning her an Oscar. Shirley MacLaine has become as famous for her odd paranormal interests as she has for her acting, prompting Dean Martin to remark, Shirley... "'I love her, but her oars aren't touching the water these days.' Today is also the birthday in 1815 of English novelist and poet Anthony Trollope. In 1867, of American Fanny Thomas, who, just before her death in 1981, had become the oldest known living American, having reached the age of 113. In 1871, of American actress and singer in the good old summertime, Blanche Ring. In 1874, of American architect John Russell Pope. In 1887, of English big-game Dennis Finch Hatton, in 1904 of Dutch artist Willem de Kooning, in 1905 of American novelist Robert Penn Warren, in 1936 of English actress Jill Ireland, in 1942 of American singer Barbara Streisand, and American politician Richard M. Daly, in 1945 of American singer Robert Knight, in 1947 of American singer Ann Kelly, in 1950 of American singer and keyboardist rob hyman in 1951 of british bassist nigel harrison and in 1964 of american comedian cedric the entertainer from orono maine i'm rw a seller with a word in edgewise here's to the sixth official week of spring and to the 17th week of the new year